Welcome to the inaugural broadcast of the Freudian Slips. Please be advised, the information provided within this podcast as well as our YouTube videos should not and must not be construed as professional advice. These are primarily opinions. Thank you. Welcome to the Freudian Slips. I'm your host, K. Michael Cavanaugh. Relationships. Let's start with what they are, who they are, and who encompasses them. We all have relationships, whether it's a relationship with our co-workers, friends, family, or even that guy at the local gas station who always says hello. These relationships form who we are, how we think, and where we believe we are within the standing of others. Collins, English Dictionary, we could just as well use Merriam-Webster. Let's go with Collins. States that the relationship between two people or groups is a way in which they feel and behave towards one another. Merriam-Webster goes a step further and says the state of being related or interrelated studied the relationship between the variables. Very, very, very fancy. Ultimately, it comes into this. How you interact with others and how in turn they interact with you. What's the value? Don't know. But if you listen to Maslow, he'll say that, and that's Abram Maslow for those of you that don't know. And if you need to know what I'm talking about, it's called his hierarchy of needs. I'll briefly go over it for you so that you gain a better understanding. Physiological needs are obvious. You need to breathe. You require food, sleep, excretion. Homeostasis is a goal. It's a physiological need, but it basically means balance. And then, of course, there's the need for sex. Now, I don't know whether or not that's physiological or not. I think that there are many that go without it. However, it is not in their best interest. If you take a step up, you'd go to safety and security. Obviously, if you're going to sleep, you'd want to sleep without someone coming in and stabbing you while you're asleep. You'll want security of body, meaning you wouldn't want anyone to touch you unwarranted. Um, family, health, property, morality gives you a sense of security for some. Um, then you would step up to love and belonging. And then eventually self-esteem. Under love and belonging, you'd find friendship, family, sense of connection. That's where we are today. That would be the definition of what I consider to be relationships. However, it's not where I want to start. It's a given for the physiological and it's a given for the safety and security. Some more than others. Women primarily more than men. However... Self-esteem, defined as confidence, achievement, respect of others, and respect by others. That's where I'd like to focus. Because it's my belief that you will never have a good relationship unless you have some degree of self-esteem. I don't know whether or not the other individual that you engage with can recognize it, maybe on an internal level. Or maybe they can recognize it by your behaviors. Either way, once it is recognized in others, it will have an effect on how they behave towards you 
and how you behave towards them in relation to how internally you think of yourself. And when I say think of self, I'm talking about self-love, which is different from narcissism. Let's not confuse the two. Let's take a quick look at what narcissism is for those that are unaware. It's excessive or erotic interest in oneself and one's physical appearance. That's a part of narcissism. It is usually self-love that is extremely shallow. And it's primarily dependent on other people to fuel it. I think um, that was well said and well put. And you can find that at the Fred and Far, which is a self-love movement website, um, fredandfar.com. But in there, he had a very interesting quote from Buddha, which said, You, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your love and affection. So let's unwrap that. You, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your love and affection. I take a step back from that. While I agree that it is necessary for you to love yourself, while I'll agree with Buddha, it is necessary for you to love yourself. In fact, I think that it's profoundly important that you do love yourself. But to love yourself as much as anybody in the entire universe, I think Buddha was incorrect. And to Buddha, I'd say, let's go to Matthew, let's say 37. Let's go back to 36. In fact, we can go all the way back to 35. Now, these are the Pharisees when speaking to Jesus, which one of them was a lawyer. And he asked him the question, saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. He went on to say, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. For me, that pretty much says it all. Sure, you should love yourself. And there are a lot of different definitions of loving oneself. We can look at loving oneself, meaning to care for yourself, to care what others think of you to care that what you're saying is essential for who you want to be. We can say that loving yourself is critical in order to be a strong individual. You can even look up Google. It'll give you the simple definition of how to love oneself. Self-love, it states, is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means, according to Google, having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. But there's a limit. You cannot be the final say on loving yourself. If you love yourself to such an extent, to the exclusion of everyone else, or as Buddha put it, as anybody in the entire universe, then you're going to slide down that slippery slope of narcissistic personality disorder. It's one of the several types of personality disorders. And if you listen to the Mayo Clinic, 
It is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. Excuse me, I was about to say self-importance. It's a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. A deep need for excessive attention and admiration. Twitter. Troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others. But behind this mass of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism. A narcissistic personality disorder causes problems in many areas of life, relationships being the main one. So, if you want a healthy relationship, you must find something greater than yourself. For me, I choose God. I don't know what you may choose, but I assure you, Maslow, the Mayo Clinic, Psychology Today, Buddha, and all the rest can give you an understanding. But in order to love yourself, you must realize that you are not the priority. Something greater than you must be your priority. So what does self-love mean to you? Brain and behavior will tell us that talking to and about yourself with love. Prioritizing yourself. Giving yourself a break from self-judgment. Setting healthy boundaries. Being nice to yourself. Being true to yourself. And if you'll listen to all of those definitions... The one common factor is yourself. So if you're building a relationship, start with yourself. Start with one of the most important elements of the relationship. A firm and true understanding of who you are. And understanding that there must be something higher than you in this relationship. If you're the highest thing in the relationship, the focal point the largest common denominator, then there's a good chance you're just a narcissist. There's a good chance you'll become selfish. There's a good chance that you will become controlling because all importance resides within yourself. So when we're talking about relationships, here's what I would suggest. Find out who you are. Find out where you want to be. Find out What is larger than you? And then, and only then, go out and find someone else who wants to share that environment with you. Because trust me, if you can't find someone that wants to share that environment with you, it's probably not a healthy environment. And on that note, I wish to personally thank you for listening to the Freudian Slips. Our inaugural episode is fraught with bumps and hiccups along the way. However, the content you receive will be enlightening. If you're so inclined, you can also follow us on YouTube. We upload there at least twice a month. Please be on the lookout for our channel. And if you're feeling kind, please donate to our Patreon. You can find us at the Freudian Slips at Patreon.com. Thank you and have a good evening. Our podcasts, as well as our videos, are primarily made for entertainment and educational purposes. Our commentaries can and will be informative, insightful, and sometimes satirical. Please be advised. 
Our productions are an open forum for thoughts, ideas, and understandings. A forum where those thoughts, ideas, and understandings can be discussed, dissected, and possibly explained. Our social commentaries take a light-hearted look at societies and their multifaceted machinations, while seeking to ensure our members gain insight into their own role within these social constructs. Thank you.